0: A scholar of the law wanted to test Jesus, somebody who was well-versed in the law of Moses. What, he asked, did he need to do to get to heaven? And Jesus responded by pointing the man to the law itself, which the man, of course, as an expert, knew very well. What does the law say? Well, The man answered rightly that to get to heaven, one must follow the Ten Commandments, summarized, of course, as love of God and love of neighbor. But the man then raises a further question. Who really counts as my neighbor? Who do I really have to love? Who is it that we must love in order to inherit eternal life? It's kind of an important question. Eternal life is at stake here. And I think we know the answer. But in the moment when we come across somebody in need especially somebody who maybe makes us uncomfortable in some way. We're tempted to rationalize ignoring the person. This is a temptation for all of us. We try to justify ourselves, much as this scholar of the law did. You know, we think oh, somebody else will take care of that, or it's not really my responsibility, or oh, I don't have time right now, or they don't deserve help. We can come up with a lot of reasons. But into this situation, Jesus uh, puts this parable this challenging parable of the Good Samaritan. The road from Jerusalem to Jericho, which is the setting for this parable, was a very dangerous road. It was narrow, surrounded by hills and caves. It was a perfect place to be uh, ambushed by robbers. And that did frequently happen there. Apparently, travelers along the road would even pay protection to ensure uh, their safe passage. So it was a dangerous road. Well, then, in the parable, along this road come the main characters. There's a Jewish priest, a Levite, and a Samaritan. Now, priest, this is the road to Jerusalem, so he's on his way to Jerusalem, probably, to worship in the temple. And he may have thought the bleeding man on the side of the road was dead. Scripture says he was half-dead. And that would explain why the priest walked by, because according to Mosaic law, the law of Moses, um, if a priest touches a dead body, he becomes ritually unclean for a while, and that means he can't go into the temple. This really would have messed up the priest's schedule to help this guy. So the priest chose not to get involved. The Levite, he was something like a Jewish deacon, I guess you could say, in the temple, and and perhaps like the priest. He also wanted to avoid ritual impurity so he could continue on his way to the temple in Jerusalem. Or maybe, maybe he feared that the man wasn't really that hurt, that he was pretending uh, so that he would rob him when he stepped up to help, which maybe wasn't a totally irrational fear on this particular road but whatever the case the Levite also failed to help the injured man and finally along comes the Samaritan we're used to hearing that phrase Samaritan and we think somebody who does something good but that wasn't the way the hearers of this parable would have thought of it at all Making a Samaritan the hero, in fact, this parable is the reason we think of Samaritan as a good thing. Making the Samaritan the hero in the parable would have shocked Jesus' Jewish listeners because the Jews and the Samaritans, they didn't really get along. They kind of hated each other. The Jews regarded the Samaritans as heretics who had compromised the original Jewish faith by adopting certain pagan practices, which... Actually, they kind of did. And for this reason, Samaritans were banned from the temple in Jerusalem. Their religious contributions were refused. Their testimony wasn't even accepted in a court of law. And no Jew, because of all this, would trouble himself to help a Samaritan in need. By making a Samaritan the hero of the story, Jesus taught his Jewish listeners that Love really knows no boundaries. This love that we owe to our neighbor, it knows no boundaries. Hearing the parable, I think then, we're led to ask ourselves some kind of challenging questions. How do we respond to people in need? Do we offer to help them? Or like the priest and the Levite from the gospel reading, do we try to ignore them? You can take, for example, the sick or the shut-ins or those in nursing homes, you know, do we? make the time to go visit them Um, or do we see them as a burden try our patience what about family members you know that that we don't get along with so well when they're in need or are there any that we just forgive to refuse and associate with because of past disagreements how can we love them how are we called to love them or what about those who are literally begging for food and help do we sincerely try to help them now What is sincerely and honestly trying to help them? What does that look like? I don't know, but we certainly can't ignore them. These are all questions we have to answer for ourselves, and the way we answer them will indicate whether we're following Jesus' command in today's gospel to go and do likewise, to love above all else God, and then, second, to love our neighbor as ourselves. We do this keeping in mind that the neighbor we are called to care for and to love is anyone in need, regardless of nationality or religion or social status or cleanliness or friendliness or any other criteria. As Jesus said elsewhere in the Gospels, Truly I say to you, as you did it for one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And truly I say to you, as you did it not To one of the least of these you did it not to me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This just goes to show that if we serve those who are in need, our neighbors, we serve Christ, but if we ignore those in need, we ignore Christ. So let's all try to serve the Lord as best we can in our neighbors, and thus remain on the path to heaven. Amen.